going on my fellow nerds and geeks welcome back to nerd explosion the weekly podcast we're based on a monthly topic i nerd out about whatever i want as always i'm your host cameron and we are still in reddit month now let me ask you guys something have you guys ever wanted to get revenge sweet sweet revenge on someone who may have wronged you some would even say pro revenge well that's exactly the kind of stories i'm going to be reading through today as today we are reading some stories from r slash pro revenge. Now, these are stories where people have been basically wrong, whether at work or by a friend or just whatever, and they decided to get revenge in the best way possible. So before we get into these stories, you know, I got to go through my spiel here. New episodes of this podcast come out every Saturday, so make sure you like, you follow, and do whatever you can with podcasts. Also, video versions come out every Saturday as well on my YouTube, SuperCam64. With that being said, let's... Go through some sweet, sweet r slash pro revenge. So real quick before this episode starts, I want to give a quick shout out to my buddy Devante Bell because he makes music and he just recently released a new single called You Pray For Me, I'll Pray For You. I put the Apple Music link in the description, but you can listen to it anywhere. Apple Music, Spotify, just wherever you're streaming music, just search Devante Bell. I'll put the link in the description. So go check him out. Send him some love. This first story comes to us from Renan003. This happened a few years ago in college. I had a class about entrepreneur projects, and that semester was building a business on paper. Basically, we had to figure out what the business would be about, how it worked, and how much money it would need to make. I did this subject in a different class so I could have Fridays free, so I didn't know anyone in there except for one guy. Let's call him Mark. So I teamed up with Mark and three other leftover people to be our group. At first, things were working like a charm since we only cared about passing the subject and didn't give a crap about our grades. We would each do a part on an assignment. We had to deliver assignments each Wednesday, but we still got matched scores on them. Our grade would basically be based upon all of our deliveries, plus some points on individual tests. Important info for later. Didn't take much time for things to go downhill. It reached a point on the project that basically we couldn't modulate the work anymore. The five of us would need to sit together and brainstorm about the next steps. More specifically, we would reach the point of how we would earn money without business. Either that, or one person would do everything alone. My group chose the second option, and this would basically be happening for six weeks. On Friday, I would send a message on our WhatsApp group like, Guys, we have to deliver X stuff on Wednesday. When do you want to meet? Saturday, no responses. Sunday, the two checks would turn blue, meaning everyone read the message. No response. Monday, I would send a follow-up message. No response. Tuesday, I would work my ass and deliver it alone. Wednesday, two hours before the deadline, someone, usually marked, would send a message, Hey, how do you guys want to do it? Which I would answer, It's already done. And they would thank me and promise to release me from doing anything on the next assignment, which wouldn't happen and the cycle would continue. After five weeks, I was fed up and got in contact with the teacher. Her response was that it was too late to do anything now because she couldn't assign me to another group and she couldn't give me special treatment. But she told me to check my grades because most likely I already passed the subject. I looked and with my individual tests plus what I already delivered on the project, I got a grade high enough to barely pass the subject. This was kind of effed up, but all the individual tests and project as well grades were public, so I saw that no one in my group had passed. Closest one was Mark, but he didn't deliver one of the individual tests, so he would still need to do something to pass. 
I could then and there be the bigger person and say something like, guys, I already passed the subject, start doing something or I won't do anything anymore. But I could be petty sometimes. On the sixth week, I didn't do anything. Wednesday arrived and Mark tagged me in the group asking if I did anything. I remained silent. Panic started arising. Group members texted me in private. I removed the blue scene icon in my WhatsApp and would read the messages in airplane mode so they wouldn't see me online when reading. Except for the group messages because they would see that I read them regardless of leaving that setting on or off. So I didn't read them. Apparently, when you don't do anything related to the project in five weeks, it's hard to figure out what to do next. Deadline passes. I go to sleep. Pluses at nights and distance because COVID. Wake up the next day, several name callings, assignment not delivered, and the group threatening to report me to the teacher. My answer was simple. Teacher is already aware. I'm not doing anyone's work other than mine. You can all go to hell and left the group. At the end of the semester, only Mark and I passed. They got their shit together in the end, but not enough for the other deadweights to pass. Was the sweetest six I ever got. Now, OP clarifies that apparently their grades go from 0 to 10 with six being the bare minimum. Mark never talked to me again, but it was for the best. If you're in a group project and everyone else refuses to do anything, fuck them. Do everything yourself, get all the credit. If they're going to be deadweights, you know, leave them. Leave them behind. Fuck them. <laughs> this next story comes to us from Denotius. This was back in the early 2000s, probably 2003-2004 school year. Throughout the entire year, there was a crime wave of people having things stolen out of their lockers. Not everyone, but enough that everyone knew someone it happened to. The school's only defense about this was that it was our fault for sharing locker troubles with our friends. They also charged us every time we had to get the combination changed on a locker because it was assumed to be our fault. Well, I had my graphing calculator taken out of my locker. I also never gave out my combination to anyone, mostly because my friends were jackasses and we pulled shit on each other all the time. So I was out $150 for the calculator and another $150 to change the combination. This is 2003 money, so it's a bit more than now. To anyone who has ever had to buy a TI-86 in 2003-2004, you'll know how much the things cost. Well, my dad was drinking buddies with one of the county detectives. I'll call him Detective Buddy or Uncle Buddy. He went in to talk to the school about these string of thefts going on so he could get the security camera for the day my calculator went missing and got completely brushed off as it was a non-existent problem and he must have given out his locker combination. The principal told him he would need a warrant to get the camera footage. Then when he got the warrant, the school fought the warrant in court, citing student privacy. Cue the pro revenge. Detective Buddy shows up at our house with a laptop and a laptop bag. He's like, throw this in your locker and tell everyone you know about your brand new laptop. Okay, sure, Uncle Buddy. Three days later, I show up at my locker between glasses and the laptop is gone. The bag, too, nowhere to be seen, as is a 24-ounce bottle of coke and possibly some pens. I take my phone out and text them that the laptop got stolen. Stand by for the shit show. Oh, and you reported the theft to the police, FYI, he replies back. Okay, I reply, confused. I go about the rest of my day and I don't hear anything back. The following morning, Detective Buddy comes to the school with three uniformed officers and pull a student, Dave, out of class as well as his mom who works in the front office. The principal is pissed. I don't actually hear the cops, but the principal is pissed to no end that he had the audacity to accuse them of theft and he just couldn't take him out of school, etc, etc, blah, 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 blah. Well, it turns out there was a tracker in the laptop bag, and Uncle Buddy got a warrant to search a particular house. The laptop had a value of over $1,000, making it a felony. 
The next afternoon, he set up a tent with a table just outside the school grounds. He also had a banner across the top. If you have had something stolen from your locker, see me. But the next morning, Dave and his mom made the paper. Apparently, Dave allegedly used his mom's login information to get onto the school network and did the locker combinations for basically everyone. Then he just opened random lockers looking for valuables to steal if he didn't get info of a specific locker to steal from. When he set up the stand to get more people reporting thefts, he racked up an astounding number of charges. Each locker counted as a separate misdemeanor unless the stolen object was worth more than $1,000, in which case it was a felony. In less than a week, Uncle Buddy opened and broke an investigation and they charged Dave and his mom with nine felonies and 35 misdemeanor charges. When I finally got the story from Buddy, he explained what the situation was. He had me stash a brand new laptop that had a GPS tracking unit stuck in it in my locker, then get it stolen deliberately, then he got a warrant to search the property it had been taken to. Now, the fun thing to stress is that the laptop was over a thousand dollars value, pushing the theft from a misdemeanor to felony level. There was also another eight felony charges, stuff like jewelry that was stolen from other people's lockers and recovered. So any of the locker break-ins that amounted to over $1,000 stolen was a felony charge, and less than 1000 was a misdemeanor charge. Cool thing was that because the calculator and the laptop were separate days, and the combination changed between the days, he caught a felony and a misdemeanor charge off me alone. The nine felony thefts ended up in the $12,000 range total, and the 35 misdemeanor charges were somewhere in the range of $3,000 in total. Now that's an awful lot of stuff stolen. But I need to stress that this is only what was proven stolen. Like, this is what they caught him with in his possession that they could trace back to someone. They also didn't let him plead to anything. It was my town's highest profile crime in years, and without a doubt one of the worst crime sprees the country had seen in decades. Next up on the revenge, everyone who had been charged $150 to get their locker combinations chained. Next up on the revenge, everyone who had been charged $150 to get their locker combinations changed sued the school district in a class action lawsuit. The justification was that the school did nothing to investigate the 44 proven and more than likely 200 plus cases of locker theft and then charged money to get the locker combinations changed. There was 218 people in the class and in total everyone got $85 after attorney's fees. The principal also lost his job for being a bonehead and not bothering to attempt to deal with the massive problem that was reported to him going on in the school. The fun thing I need to point out is that the school brought in a locksmith to change out the locks. That's why they justified charging $150. Well, the school already paid the $150 locker, but they also had to return $100 per locker, meaning that they were out $21,800 plus their legal fees for that class action lawsuit. Next comes the criminal trial and the fallout. The prosecutor's deal was 10 years in prison, 5 in juvie and 5 in adult prison, for Dave and 15 for Dave's mom. Well, they refused that deal and it went to trial. Dave got one year prison for each felony, the state minimum, and one month probation for each misdemeanor. So, nine years plus 35 months of probation. His mom received 18 years of jail and six years probation. Having attended much of the best parts of the trial, I will say this. They had Dave on camera entering 20-plus lockers, and they had them in possession of stolen goods for every single charge they made against them. The judge was also not amused that there was likely other reported crimes that they got away with because they couldn't prove it or they weren't reported. Dave's mom got it worse. That was a fun sentencing to show up for. But the most important thing is that I got my graphic calculator back. It had my name engraved inside the battery compartment. I still have it, as well as a cool story to tell. 
Wow, that was a ride. Look, I don't know if I can continue. I don't know if any other story I'm going to read today tops that, but play stupid games, play get stupid prizes. The last story for today comes from Anon Can Quit. I worked for a company for just under five years. The company I worked for existed for an additional 10 years prior to me. While I worked at this company, it ballooned to be the number one provider in the region for its unique service with about 75% of the market. It was a small business of about 15 employees. I loved my job, and the skills I learned while working there were quite valuable. I loved my team and the clients we provided services for. My twice-yearly reviews with the owner were always 10 out of 10, with no recommendations for improvement. I was exceptional at my job in every way. I handled company operations, HR slash payroll, customer service, marketing, employee management, schedules, employee and client training, and many other things at this company. I was also able to step in and do any of my teammates' jobs if they were out sick or on vacation. The owner of the company was given out a bonus late summer last year, and mine, while being more than previous years, was notably less than my teammates. I asked owner, are the bonuses related to performance, and if so, what could I have done to earn more? Owner replied, the bonuses are not performance related, you are just more replaceable than the others. Oh, okay. I replied, and I proceeded to process each of the bonuses, then went to lunch. I called my spouse to gain wisdom and advice. I was pretty lit but didn't want to make a rash decision. My spouse is very intelligent, and while they are not a fortune teller, they have an ability to foresee various responses and all potential outcomes. They are business-wise and have been on the executive team of a large company for the past 21 years, while also serving on several community boards and business advisory boards. We decided to continue forward with our scheduled vacation and use the time away to calm our minds, relax, have fun, and to also determine the best course of action for me. We were leaving after working one more day, so I worked like all was normal the rest of the day and the following day, and then left on vacation. While away, we discussed several scenarios, the potential outcomes, consulted with a business advisor and a business attorney. With all the advice I received, I determined that upon my return from vacation, I would resign from my role with a two-week notice. However, in a fit of rage, I was immediately terminated by the owner, which was one of the scenarios we thought would happen, so I was prepared for the owner's poor reaction. During the next couple of weeks, I created and opened a competing business offering similar services. However, I offered more customizable options with higher quality service and results. I knew our clients wanted these options and had proposed said options several times at Old Workplace, but was never greenlighted to implement the changes for no reason other than owner didn't come up with the idea, so it was a stupid idea. I also maintained communications with a few people from my old team. My old team did not relay the day-to-day happenings at my previous workplace, and I never asked about the company. However, they would vent to me on occasion. I would listen without comment. I knew service, quality, and the work environment in general suffered since my departure. Morale went down, and clients were less satisfied. I also read the Google and Facebook reviews for my old company. Yikes. Additionally, two full-time and one part-time person were hired to fill my role, and a portion of my responsibilities, like HR and payroll, were filled by outside companies. I quickly built up my business and within three months was able to hire several of my old teammates. They were able to jump in on day one with minimal training as they were the best employees in my old workplace. The quality of previous workplaces offerings continued to fall, which sent additional business my way and quickly caused income work to be non-existent at old workplace. My old workplace went from being the number one provider of unique services in the region to nothing in a matter of months. My previous employer is now searching for gainful employment. I know this because over the weekend, owner applied for a position at my spouse's company. Side note, 
I think my spouse's company should bring my previous employer in for an interview, but when they arrive, surprise, I'm the interviewer, and all I say is, how replaceable am I now? My spouse, roughly so, has said, no. Moral of the story, don't tell your employees they're replaceable because they might create a competing business that is better than yours, while taking your best employees and your clients, which will leave you with no business to sell. Owner's whole retirement plan was to sell business and starting all over by searching for employment under someone else. Looks like your company was replaceable, not nah. me. Whew, boy, that was a lot to go through. That was quite a ride. And I think with that, that's going to be the end of r slash pro revenge. Did you guys have any favorites or are there any rides you want me to read off? Let me know on the social medias. Link is in the description in the link tree. Also in the description, there's a link to help support this podcast. I'm not going to force you to do it, but if you want to support this podcast, you know, that would really help me out and it will actually make me, you know, you know, it will make this thing actually meaningful. <laughs> but yeah, you can if you want. I don't, you know, do what you do. But with that being said, that's going to be the end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys drank plenty of water. I hope you guys have a lovely day, morning, night, whenever you're listening to this. Stay positive. And as always, I will see you guys in the next one. Nerd out. Nerd out. Nerd out. Nerd out. Nerd out. Nerd out. Nerd out.